Right, let's head across the pond now here on LBC News for more on the race of the White House. Donald Trump has called his former Republican rival, Ron DeSantis, a really terrific person after he pulled out of the race of the White House. Last night, the Florida governor said he couldn't see a path to victory and is now backing the ex-US president. Let's bring in our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, for more on this. And Simon, that's a bit of a turnaround for Donald Trump and his words for Ron. Uh, a really terrific person, he says. Well, I mean, it just proves that absolutely anything can happen uh, in American politics in 2024, Chris. I mean, look, I think at a certain point we've actually all got to stop calling it the race for the Republican Party's presidential nomination because it isn't really a race anymore. And to all intents and purposes, it is completely over even before it really uh, formally began. I mean, we saw Donald Trump cruising to victory in Iowa last week. He is going to cruise to victory in New Hampshire tomorrow where it's the final day of campaigning. The topography of the race uh, in New Hampshire, the Granite State, of course, upended by that surprise announcement by Ron DeSantis yesterday. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. And having concluded that he did not have a clear path to victory, or in fact any path to victory, Ron DeSantis vowed to the inevitable and bowed out of the race. Uh, For him, this entire presidential experience has been uh, disastrous. I mean, when he first floated the idea of taking on Donald Trump for the Republican Party's presidential nomination, uh, voters all over the country quite liked the sound of him. They hoped that he was going to translate into a national figure, bringing with him his anti-woke record from the Sunshine State of Florida. But the minute they started taking a look at him, they decided in Iowa, in New Hampshire, in South Carolina, and all the important early primary states that they just didn't fancy him at all. That, coupled with the continuing efforts by prosecutors to pile more and more criminal indictments uh, up in Donald Trump's inbox uh, led to Donald Trump's growing popularity and renaissance uh, on the campaign trail and as a result uh, in the hours after uh, the man that he has consistently demeaned as Ron de Sanctimonious dropped out of the race uh, having received Ron de Sanctimonious's endorsement Donald Trump had this to say to supporters in New Hampshire yesterday. He was very gracious and he endorsed me so I appreciate it. <clears throat> I appreciate that, and I also look forward to working with Ron and everybody else to defeat Crooked Joe Biden. I don't think they're going to be working particularly closely together, however, certainly not uh, in the uh, early stages of what is about to become a brutal, endless rematch of the 2020 campaign between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. But first of all, Donald Trump has to vanquish this lady. When Biden comes and tells us China's a competitor... I dealt with China every single day at the United Nations. They never saw us as a competitor. They always saw us as an enemy. 
That's why we have to look at them the way they look at us. Nikki Haley like continuing that. to barnstorm through New Hampshire and continuing to articulate uh, a foreign policy vision that has led uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis to describe her as a globalist and a corporatist, two dirty words they hope on the campaign trail in New Hampshire. Here's what Nikki Haley had to say yesterday uh, after she learned of Ron DeSantis's decision to drop out of the race. Thank you so much, Exeter, for coming out. Can you hear that sound? That's the sound of a two-person race. But the problem for Nikki Haley is actually it's the sound of a one-person race, a Donald Trump race for the presidential nomination, because if anything, over the course of the weekend, his lead over her in New Hampshire appears to have grown. It's back above uh, double digits in the final opinion polls before Republicans cast their primary contest ballots in the state tomorrow. And assuming she goes down to defeat in New Hampshire, which I think is an absolutely safe bet, it's hard to imagine she stays in the race for very much longer because her next date in the calendar would be a primary contest against Donald Trump in South Carolina, her home state, where he is 40 percentage points ahead of her. And I suspect it is extremely unlikely that Nikki Haley wants to end her presidential uh, aspirational career by being routed by Donald Trump in her home state, which is undoubtedly the reality that lies ahead for her in the next month. So I think, Chris, we all have to adjust our expectations now. This thing is over. I mean, it's not officially over yet, but by, uh, you know, in 36, 48 hours' time, to all intents and purposes, it's going to be over. Donald Trump will be the presumed Republican Party presidential nominee. He'll have to go through all of the remaining primaries, even if Nikki Haley stays on the ballot for a few of them. But he is going to be the Republican Party his presidential candidate. And that means that we have all got to brace ourselves, I'm afraid, for the absolutely unthinkable. It is only January the 22nd. The election is on November the 5th. We are in for a, what, nine-month, longer than a nine-month campaign for the presidency between the two old war horses of American politics, Donald Trump and the ancient mariner at the White House, Joe Biden, two men that most Americans would much rather were not on the ballot this November. I mean, one tiny positive, you know when the election is going to be. There's still a massive question mark (laughs) over when it's happening over here. And, of course, this is all happening with the background of Donald Trump and all his legal woes. Yeah, and I see that uh, given that there's not much else to write about today, the website Politico has dusted off the old question of uh, were Donald Trump to be convicted at some of his criminal trials, would that derail uh, his presidential campaign? Um, I, I mean, first of all, I think it becomes increasingly hard to imagine that some of these trials are actually going to go ahead this side of the election. Donald Trump is already obfuscating and 
throwing motion after motion into the federal court cases against him, the one on uh, election interference and the one on the alleged mishandling of classified documents. They seem pretty confident they're going to be able to kick that one into the long grass. In Georgia, where he's facing prosecution over election interference, uh, his tormentor, uh, the uh, district attorney uh, Fannie Willis in Fulton County, has come a bit of a cropper because there are claims being made by another one of Donald Trump's accused co-conspirators that she has been involved in an extramarital affair with one of the prosecutors in the case. And indeed, she has conceded that there was an improper relationship between the two of them. That is only boosting Donald Trump's ability uh, to dismiss the charges against him in Georgia as uh, not just uh, 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 lawfare and uh, judicial uh, misconduct, but prosecutorial misconduct uh, on the part of Fannie Willis and uh, at least one of the prosecutors that brought the case against him. So, look, I mean, it's perfectly possible uh, that he will be forced to make more courthouse appearances between now uh, and Election Day. But I think it's important to remember that with every single additional criminal charge that has been lobbed at him, he has only cemented and grown his support among Republican voters. And those people bringing criminal charges against him in a bid to hold him accountable for the events of January the 6th, 2021, the deadly rampage on Capitol Hill and his efforts to deny Joe Biden the presidency, they've got to be very careful here because uh, there are observers who argue that they run the risk of turning Donald Trump into a political martyr. I I mean, it's astonishing that we are where we are. But we are where we are, and it's going to be, unless unforeseen circumstances occur between now and November, a Biden-Trump rematch. And as I say, for the vast majority of American voters, that is a deeply underwhelming prospect, and it means we are all going to have to gird ourselves for uh, months and months of slanging matches between Donald Trump and the occupant in the White House that he hopes to defenestrate in November. All right, Simon, I know you keep us up to date with every twist and turn. That's our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, live for us here on LBC News.